welcome to Christina Unfiltered. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today because look, I'm finally professional. I have the headphones and I have the mic and guess what? I'm not holding the mic anymore because my mic stand finally came in. Yay! So here we go. Today we're talking about a mystical topic. So if you don't like mystical topics, you'll still like this one because I feel like anything that's a little woo-woo, there's always like a technical application to it. And just today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts and find out which one that you have. And so to give you some background, spiritual bit gifts are rooted in Christianity. But something I noticed is that, so I've told you guys before that I wasn't like particularly Christian until I was older in life. So I really never thought about it growing up at all. I might have been like 16, 17, 18 when it really hit me. And I told my friend because she's not baptized, she's not religious at all. Her family is Jewish. So like that's the closest to religion she is, but she would probably just be considered non-religious right now. And I can tell that she has the gift of prophecy. So I think, so, okay, I'm going all over the place, but there's so many cool aspects to it. So I just wanted to begin by saying that because even if you aren't a believer, even if you aren't Christian, parts of your spiritual gift might have already like peaked through. And so that's just one of them. I, I There's a lot of them there's multiple and I'm gonna list them for you guys because I feel like everyone likes quizzes and stuff like personality quizzes and learning about yourself and you know in life there's so many things we don't like about ourselves so sometimes it could be nice to think about what things you might have been gifted at and this is something that somebody ridiculed me about when I said it at bible study because we'll get into that later but this is just like a fun topic that i hope makes you feel happy and excited the way it does for me and so just the first one i'll talk about is the gift of prophecy and i guess i need to do this background so just the christian background to it is the holy spirit is the one that gives us the spiritual gift and the reason we have them is everyone has strengths and weaknesses and so a gift be considered a strength and it's not used to be cocky or arrogant or or to inflate an ego but the spiritual gifts are used to help others because some of the gifts like they're very powerful and can sometimes if you look at it the wrong way can feel like a burden but that's where you just ask for so basically how I've witnessed it in life and how I've experienced it myself is that I just had these aspects about me that I noticed not everyone else had. Some people had it and then as my faith grew, uh, I guess when I would go through things in life, I'd ask God to help me be stronger in this area and so it's like you might already have the gift but if one day you had started believing in God, the gift might get stronger. And so just to start out with prophecy, so in the Bible, people who had the gift of prophecy, that's like Moses, Daniel, it was people who would get visions. 
and I feel like it's a little common of people to kind of be able to see their own future, but my friend, she could just see the future, like, of the world, and I'm just going, (laughs) that one is, she's the only person that I've seen to have that, it's like she would have a random prediction, like, about society in general, and then it would come true, and that's just, like, what happened with, uh, with the people in the Bible, and so I just wanted to elaborate more on the ones that I really understood, and so one important gift that can feel like a burden, and that can, let's see, yeah, it can be heavy, but it's a really, really special one. Okay, so I'm reading the notes I've taken, like, throughout the different months that I've been learning about this, and so let's give you guys the actual a definition of what a spiritual gift is. Paul's teachings on natural as well as supernatural or spiritual gifts and abilities. It was discussed in 1 Corinthians 12 to 4. So Paul wrote, now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit and there are varieties of service but the same Lord and there are varieties of activities but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So here he's going to list the different gifts, and so I thought that I should give the general definition that's included so that then I can branch off and tell you guys what I've seen and experienced and, and all that in terms of like story time for this. Okay, so four to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. I've known a good amount of healers. So, to another the working of miracles. I'm not sure I've seen any miracles yet. That's like something Jesus really had. So, to another prophecy. We're going to talk about that. The ability to distinguish between spirits, that's one. This one is a really interesting gift that I don't know if I've run into yet, but we will talk about it. It's called to another various kinds of tongues. That's called speaking in tongues. And then it ends with saying, all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Yeah, why not just give this, like, little intro because it's important. If you like, like, if you're not a believer, reading the Bible can feel like fantasy, historical fiction, but, you know, if you are a believer, then you just think it's true. So, it says, in reality, when anyone is saved, they are provided with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places through Jesus, which is in Ephesians 13, well, 1 to 3. And it says, while the outcome may be unique, Every child of God has the same anointing because we all have the same indwelling spirit. Because of that, Paul declares that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, which is in Ephesians 2.10. So, even more, Peter preaches that Christians are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own Possession that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2, 9. 
Okay, so on to the gifts I've seen. Next is the gift of discernment. And the gift of discernment, let's read the definition again so that I can really tell you guys everything I know because I want to give like the true definition and, and then I'll apply as I've already said, sorry. Okay, the gift of discernment is discussed in 1 Corinthians 12, 10. So it means to clearly distinguish truth from error by judging whether the behavior or teaching is from God, Satan, human error, human power. And that's just one definition of it. But it also can be called and was quoted as being able to discern spirits. And an example of the gift of discernment just in people that you might already have, even if you aren't Christian, is if you're a person who you can read between the lines in terms of people. So, say there's a person that a lot of people like, but you can tell that they're kind of sketchy. Like, other people can't tell that that person is sus, but you can just tell that they're not a good person. So, spiritually, that would be considered being able to tell that they have, like, a dark spirit rather than a light spirit, okay? And so, a more extreme example of, of like, explaining discernment is that it's why just, I think because I was raised in environments where I got to meet certain personalities, now I can recognize them, and that's why I'm able to see who the sociopaths are in life. Like, a lot of people, they might know, like, oh, my friend Jacob is a little unique, but then they tell me that they're a sociopath. So, that's, like, discernment. And I've had two friends who told me they're like, oh, I can tell this person is a bad guy, but nobody else knows. So that's just some examples. And then something deeper about the gift of discernment is I noticed this. So this is a concept in both psychology and, and spirituality that I'll be mentioning right now. So that's what I mean when I say that even if you don't believe, it's still applicable in like life and science and the things that you wouldn't think are so like sorry to keep on shifting things that you wouldn't really associate with being so mystical so we'll start with how it is in psychology so in psychology they say that family lines might have we'll just say like family curses maybe a family alcohol alcoholism runs in the family things like addiction uh, cheating on the spouse, mental health issues, depression, uh, bipolar abuse, things like that. Well, it just says that in a family line, eventually there's always one person. It's usually the person that seeks out self-improvement. It's one person who is the one to finally branch off from the family's past. They're no longer trapped by the strongholds that held the ancestors back. And I noticed that people who have the gift of discernment, it seems like they're really the ones who are different from their family. And I think that when I've looked at my friends who have that gift, they really seem like the one in their family who is going to stop that 
verbal or physical abuse. They're going to really love their children unconditionally. And so that's just something I think the gift of discernment gives you. So it's a very important gift because it can change a whole family, but it can be a burdensome, burden, burdensome gift because like I've already said, I've seen the frustration of seeing when someone's bad, someone with the gift of discernment. You also could say that like in life in a what's it called in a secular way it can be what people call like an empath you know like or highly sensitive person because how they describe that in psychology and all that is someone who's you know sensitive to the people around them can read emotions and so that's the gift of discernment and you might just have it I really believe you can have any of these gifts if you're not a believer, but once you become a believer, it's like you wouldn't believe the abilities that will occur. And to not get prideful in it, you just say, uh, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. This is the one that was gifted to me. And that's how you can be happy about what you've been gifted without it getting out of control and thinking like becoming a full-blown narcissist or anything, because the gifts really are a blessing. Okay, so we can say healings because uh, this one can be found in life even if it's not your dominant gift because there's the concept of like just healing words. So say you're upset about something. Do you ever have a friend where it's like you talk to them and it's like somehow your pain is just washed away? Okay, so the gift of healing, 1 Corinthians and then there's like a bunch of different passages, but it says to be used as a means through which God makes people whole, either physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. And that makes me even think of, like, since it talks about physical healing, it makes me think of those doctors that don't just cure the symptoms, but they actually treat you. And I've mentioned it before that I had chronic pain because of, uh, something I have called hypermobility, which is, uh, just means you're double jointed, but like so flexible that it will cause you pain because your body is like out of control moving around. You're just like too flexible. Well, everybody said that I'd be in pain for the rest of my life and I just knew it wasn't true. And so one day I randomly found this doctor that everyone, that every other doctor I had went to said, don't even go to this guy because they're just not going to help you. Like, there's no hope for you. And I just knew it wasn't true. And so I went to this guy and he said, I'm really happy you came here because what you have, it has a cure. And so he has the gift of healing because there's not always going to be everyone who's willing to dig down deeper and think of how to fix you. But some doctors just will. And that's something that Jesus did in the Bible. He actually healed people. Okay. So, and in, in when I think of the gift of healing, I more often think of emotional healing. And so, I'll give you an example. So, I think that my mom has this gift, and I told her that because I remember there, I had been getting to know someone, someone I really cared about in a dating relationship, and I was just starting to get nervous. A lot of the times when you are given a blessing, there are outside dark forces that don't want you to have that blessing, and then you'll get thoughts in your head 
things you're scared of that you never really were scared of in the past. So all of, the, all of a sudden, I felt like I was blessed with this amazing person. And then the thing was, even though there was nothing wrong, I had a rational fear. I was like, why am I worried this person is going to cheat on me? Even though it's like I never had that fear before. And just, I was just talking to my mom about something else one day. It was like a general conversation. And she just said to me, like, you don't have to be scared. And once she said that, it like knocked me out of my haze. Like I was no longer paranoid. It like broke the stronghold. And that's just what I mean. Sometimes people can say one sentence and you no longer have all these dark feelings and emotions it like clicks and then you're better and so that's the gift of healing and i want to think if i yeah i'll just give like another example that's like silly and maybe relatable maybe more yeah applicable to like anybody that's ever felt not good enough or disappointed so i had been talking to my friend because i was so excited and this might surprise you because I, I feel like I don't seem like this kind of person, but I did like to party. So I was excited because I had rushed for Greek life because I wanted to see if a sorority would, uh, if I would like it because a lot of my friends were in sorority. So I was like, oh, okay, let's see. I like to do charity work and I like to party and make friends. So let's do it. And so I was disappointed because even the ones that some of my friends were in, they hadn't. So if you don't know how Greek life works, you go around, it's like speed dating, at least with the girls. The the girl rushing seems a lot more brutal than the guy one. The guy one is like, they go hang out and play beer pong or uh, what's it called? Or like Texas Hold'em and just see who you get along with. But you speed date all the girls and then they bid on you if they like you and then you can accept it and then you do all the cult-like rituals where you kneel on a pillow and read a book out loud together but just some of the ones I didn't like they hadn't put a bid on me and I told my friend I was upset about it and she said so you're upset that you aren't what they wanted and what they want is like someone they can mold or be a clone of them and when she said that it just felt like healing words because I don't judge anyone in Greek life but she is right because I was just talking to someone. I had never met them in real life, but I had two text conversations about them. No, two text conversations with them. And what happened? Oh yeah, he is what said, like just to get to know you questions. He was like, oh, are you a sorority girl? And I said, no. And I just said that I like to party though. And I said, don't tell me you were a, and I'll say, I was like, Kai. That's just an example. I'm using Delta Chi. And he said, how did you know that? Did you see on my Instagram? And I just said, no, like, I don't want to sound like I'm generalizing, but D Chi people are easygoing, fun to hang out with, like a good influence, like a fun partier, but someone you could take home to the family. I just listed like every character trait that I knew those guys had. And he was like, wow, very good. So that's just what I mean. Like when you're down about anything, there might be that one friend that has healing words. And then, so what I mean by that is I think a ton of people who aren't Christian have that gift, but once you believe in God and do a few prayers and all that, you can just ask him, uh, Heavenly Father, please help strengthen this ability so that I can help others.
and something I can explain to you guys that shows that more is I also have noticed the the trait because some people can have multiple spiritual gifts and I think anyone could if they were willing to enhance them in the way that I told you about. And so I think another one that I've identified in my life relates to the how I turned four enemies into friends because there's a gift called the gift of mercy. And it says, this is the defining trait of a person with great sensitivity for those who are suffering. It manifests itself in an offering compassion and encouragement and in a love for giving practical help to someone in need. And so I don't think this makes me like an amazing person or anything. I think it's because some people just like need a friend. So then God just put some people in life just like planted some seeds in the creations he made saying okay we'll make this person be able to see the one tiny pinpoint of good in each people so that the people can have a friend because i've always said that if there's any person a public figure a person that's a classmate somebody that is your bus driver if it's somebody that every single person hates, there's a 100% chance that I'm like their number one fan because I've always liked people that were controversial, who were completely inappropriate, that were so out of pocket with how they spoke because I just like a genuine person. And I think it's because I'm intrigued, curious, entertained by freaks and people that probably aren't that great of people inside in an objective slash subjective way. I just think that some people have to be like that so that some people don't need to be alone. And so that's like mercy, like mercy and grace, forgiveness. That's another gift. So let's see. Let's keep looking. Okay. So I, someone close to me has exhortation. That's in Romans 12, 8. Oh, this one is really so beautiful and it really applied to how I knew them as. So it says, to come alongside someone with words of encouragement, comfort, consolation, and counsel to help them be all God wants them to be. And the Greek word is parakalesis, which means calling to one's side. And so... The reason that I could just tell that that's what this person had is because I was in like a stressful time with law school. I asked God, like, please help me. I have no idea how I can do well in this time of law school when I haven't been able to go to class at all when because I, I was so sick and literally died and came back to life. So I had no idea what we were learning in criminal procedure or anything. And then he just put people in my life with the gift of exhortation and I just felt like I could really do it like they could just say one sentence and I felt like I could do it let's see yeah I guess that's like a really really special memory so I don't want to say too much on it I kind of want to keep it to myself so let's see what else there is there's also the gift of teaching and so that's just someone who's like a good teacher, but someone who's, I told someone at Bible study that I felt like they were, they had the gift like of teaching because here, I'll just say this one from the heart. It's like they can 
teach complex topics and I told her I said you remind me of someone that I really love but I really miss too and I just said the way you speak because you guys know me I have ADHD AF so I got bored AF as well when like some people might be going on and on about a topic I don't like but each time I asked her a question when she was answering it, I felt very engaged in what she was saying so much that I literally was getting tangles on my skin. I said, you are a teacher. Like I, and the thing was, usually people that are a little off-putting and demeaning and rude to me, that can easily cause someone to shut down and be like, okay, this person is just like attacking me so much. But even if this person was like treating me like I was vermin, I still held on to every word because it was such a valuable conversation. So some people have the teaching gifts. And okay, so those are the ones I thought of when it came to personal stories of people I know. And so let's just go to the big list that lists all of them and let's see if it strikes up any stories in my head probably will but just in case you have one of them i definitely want to mention yours and i inside and what my spirit tells me is that everyone has it that is what i think okay so let's see i'm looking at them but i kind of wanna okay so we'll just click on knowledge because i think i know people that have the gift of knowledge this one is like a more simple one but it really can change lives i'm trying to make this one like kind of an asmr episode because i had a friend what's it called i had a friend request that okay first corinthians 12 8 knowledge so the person can learn as much about information as possible such as like they'd be able to understand complex bible aspects and they're good at analyzing the data but that's not really all it says like the exact scripture quote it just says someone who can be presented really complex information and be able to understand it and that can be anyone like if you were an english major and you read like those really boring readings that most people didn't read but you're like oh this is so incredible and i can remember every author and every concept it's like that person you out there might have the gift of knowledge and so that's one that a lot of people would want okay so there's some people that are extremely generous and you can sometimes, we're talking about the gift of giving now. And so, like in life, I feel like people like to give to people that would give to them. You know, I feel like that might be the default. And then some people are blessed with, oh, okay, I just saw another good one. <laughs> but we'll go back to that. Okay, we'll just say giving. Like some people, it just comes from something inside them that they are just so generous and with one act of generosity it's going to change an entire environment and i'll explain this just in a small way not saying that i have this gift it's definitely not the prevalent one in my life but just an example of how powerful this one can be so in dc people act very different than people who live in the suburbs or maybe other cities everyone's like every man for themselves and i worked this job where i was the manager 
and then everybody who was like below the manager, it was very typical to have the managers ask the other people to give them coffee and I didn't feel very comfortable doing that because it's not like I had designated interns. It's like the manager isn't the CEO. They're, they're just managing the facility. And so instead of being like, hey, could you get me an espresso? I just said, hey, Tracy, uh, here's my card. I kind of want like a pumpkin spice latte. Get whatever you want to. And she said, she looked at me and said, what? Really? I just said, yeah, just get like, I don't want to just make you my puppet getting me different drinks. And so I was at a time at that point where I was feeling very defeated with DC. I was like, everything is so transactional. It's never like you're always going to Venmo people. You never really treat each other. And I noticed that at the workplace, it was very transactional. I just thought, wow, this sucks. I miss home. Like everyone just defends for themselves. And oh, I think my makeup's running. But anyway, once I did that, I just noticed that then the next time she paid for me and then I just think it was like a a ripple effect people started always paying for each other throughout the whole like employee line and maybe there were like say there were a hundred employees I saw it left and right and it really warmed my heart and it showed me that just like one thing giving one thing she might have bought like a five dollar coffee it'll make everyone start giving so it really was amazing there's the gift of hospitality and so one of my siblings they aren't a believer but so extremely hospitable and so this is again both secular and both spiritual and I'll, I'll say the spiritual thing after but I just was over uh, I'll say her is a sister and even though we even at times, because you know, siblings don't always get along, but even in times we weren't close, it's like I've never been treated, I felt like I was treated like royalty. Always like, oh, do you want an espresso? Like, do you want anything in my fridge? Do you want oat milk? Do you want creamer? Let me make you your drink for you. Here's like all the food you could ever want. Want to go to the store together? It was just so, I said, you make me so comfortable and this is just so kind and generous. Like we could be in the worst place ever and she, I would feel like I'm at the Hilton Hotel. And so the, the spiritual part of that, that is pretty cool and it makes me really wonder is in the Bible, it just said like when you have guests who like want to stay at your home or anything like that when in a time where you have to maybe be hospitable even to a stranger. You should be careful and really be hospitable because you never know who you're talking to. And so in the Bible, it just says that God tests us and he puts us in these certain situations, not to test us to be like, oh, are you going to pass? But tests, because the tests will change us for the better. But just one of the tests is that sometimes it'll be an angel who's asking for help and it will be a test of our character if even though they're a stranger that we have no clue it's like someone sent from heaven to interact with us then it's like when you pass tests it creates it causes you to like be mature and like emotionally mature and just like a good pure hearted person 
and so when you pass tests like that then god will trust you with more then he'll trust you with more influence like for example if you pass a test like that he'll say oh this person can be trusted even with small things so they can so i can give them it's called god's favor so i can give them favor and now i can promote them to like a really high job things like that so that's just the gift of hospitality and how it's both secular and spiritual and i had so much fun actually recording with good equipment today so i hope you don't mind like asmr like talking but i was told that my energy even when i wasn't trying to kind of was like tingly talking so yeah let me know if you guys want more episodes in full voice or if you don't mind these little gentle ones that you can fall asleep to so i love you so much and if you've listened to this and you are a believer i'm so touched and honored because i think that we all kind of do those well not all but i think people who do that are cool because you know it's like taking a religion class is like could be just considered a gen ed and i think it could be interesting to learn about different beliefs maybe see if one suits you or not but my life really was changed for the better once with all my problems i leaned on god for help and asked for his help so i'll never look back so i'll see you in heaven huh <laughs> okay talk soon i know i ended this so weird i'll give you guys a random confession as a little treat for getting to the end of this listening still so i was really so you know those moments that you're feeling down it's like for me when i'm feeling in a neutral mood or a good mood i don't overthink every single thing i do but i told you guys in a few episodes ago i realized i do have an anxiety problem that i never came to terms with truly but i mentioned this because i i fulfilled a request yesterday and i made an episode much more out of my comfort zone because i've made a few asmr videos on here and it was in my comfort zone because i was like whispering and doing silly things but some people like soft-spoken asmr so that's what i did and i was using a way less good program now i just found one today where uh i can just sound like i'm not on barbiturates and like drinking while on pills like i feel like that's how i sounded yesterday in my episode so i was when i was in my like anxious mood that i was in that i got myself out of by just playing some guitar check out my youtube channel i sing i will always love you by dolly Parton because the dolly version is way better just so you know it literally makes me cry but anyway uh so when i was in my low mood before i fixed it i thought oh my gosh that episode is like so weird if somebody like listens to it they'll be like what the heck is this but yeah it's like you'll have these negative thoughts and then when you do something to snap yourself out of it see like you have control over how you feel you really do so just remember that when you feel like garbage you can accept that you feel like that and say maybe i just need to do something that gives me life again and then i won't feel so down about myself and judging everything little thing about it because if we're gonna get spiritual 
about it, which I will, because I think that it's the cure to self-esteem, self-hate issues, because in the past, I did have, I knew it was a lie, two lying thoughts that people have a lot that is not true to them whatsoever, that my therapist told me is widespread, even if it's a person with perfectly average or good self-esteem, is I hate myself or I want to die, and we believe that that's thoughts that Satan puts in your head so that you don't reach your full potential. Because if you hate yourself, then you aren't going to do the things you're meant to do. Okay, so what I was going to say is, oh yeah, so I used to, I used to have the thought that I hate myself, but I don't have that anymore because what God says about us is that we are perfect because we are made from his image and likeness. So the good things about God are, are in us because he made us to be like him. For example, God is creative. He created the world. He created the stars and the moon and the sky. And so he put that creativity in us. And so he never wants us to see ourselves as less than who we are. Just think about how much a parent loves their child, except when the parent doesn't have any emotional issues, when they're completely stable the way that God is, then they will just always love you unconditionally no matter what you do, because he expects us to mess up. He knows that we aren't perfect, and so that's just how it is. That's why you shouldn't judge yourself for what you do, and chances are if you're hearing any thoughts that make you feel badly or yeah if you hear a thought it it's considered like in religion it's considered spiritual warfare which is a spiritual attack like say you're just living your life and you're getting this you're getting these thoughts that give you this emotion you're like getting negative in your head you might start to spiral and just feel in a not good mood. If anything's taking away your joy, you consider that a spiritual attack. And just know that the thoughts you're hearing aren't true. They're there to drag you down. And anything you hear is a lie. And so when you hear a lie like that, so I'll give you an example of a lie that can lead you into the truth, into loving yourself. So even with this example, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm such a freak doing this strange thing. Like even having the podcast day one felt weird. And so you could consider that a lying thought. So the truth is the opposite. So I'm not weird. It's cool to do this creative project. People won't judge me, you know? So you just can do the complete opposite of the thought, knowing that something is trying to drag you down. So I love you. Very unique concepts in this episode. But that's what I'm here for, to pick your brain, even if you're like, what the heck is she talking about? Because I do hear that kind of often, but the smart people always understand. We love you, gift of knowledge. (laughs) Talk soon AF.